just looking at some of your paintings, um, and I've seen, obviously, you know, heard about your story and how everything happened with the car accident. Tell us a little bit about that and like, you know, what you're doing right now to, with philanthropy and the paintings. Give us some insight on that. Um, I grew up actually here in Vegas and right out of high school, I was a professional dancer. Like that's what I wanted to do. Wanted to be in the show, like show business. And then when I was 21, I was in a really bad car accident. So I just turned the TV off and just made my whole recovery about like, art and then i think that I, there's something that uh, the passion in me just could never go back to dancing mm. and i decided at that time like i could do ufc living anywhere and i'm just gonna pick up and move to la and go to art school so i did wow and what's like who would you say the most famous person that you've worked with in collaboration with the painting oh um the most famous person that i've collaborated with Connor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. And you're doing you're doing a lot for philanthropy, I've read. Tell us like tell us a little bit about that and like the the cause behind that that you're, you know, donating for. Um, you know, I've worked with a lot of uh, incredible charities and galas. Uh, I recently last year was in Sardinia. I donated a painting to the UNICEF um, Foundation. I've donated four or five big works to AMFAR, which is the American Foundation for AIDS Research. Nice. Um, and you know, and I always just like to donate wherever, whenever I can, you know, I give to as many charities as possible. I think it's important, um, especially that I can utilize my work in such different ways, you know, not necessarily just to make a profit, but I can paint and help, you know, in communities and, um, you know, wherever it's needed. Yeah, no, I, I was, um, actually really inspired by your story and how, you know, you've been painting and doing all this from the car accident. What do you, when you're, you know, when you're obviously going through a lot with the car accident and feeling like maybe you didn't want to do things, was there something that you did or that helped you kind of like get in that mindset of this positive, creative mindset? I guess I, I owe a lot of my success to just a lot of my failures and a lot of people's, uh, you know, failures around me and like not comparing myself, but seeing what I don't want to do and how I don't want to be. And if I look at someone's life and I'm like, that's not where I want to be. So I make sure to not repeat the steps that they've done mm -hmm. and always to just like focus on the good and be, you know, believe in God and believe in a higher power and know that I'm not just here, you know, that there's so much more. And I think it, there's something refreshing about knowing that because when you know that you're not alone, you can really do anything because the universe will always catch you, right? It'll always catch your back. And if you just trust it and you just, pursue it that's what you don't want to live life in just a loop right where everyone just goes in a loop and that's all we do we drive ourselves crazy but when you change when you do something different when you stick to not the same routine you're always you know sticking to great beautiful things open up so i've always just kept going trying not to get in the loop <laughs> like for a lot of people out there right now obviously you know there's depression there's doubt there's feelings of like uncertainty how, what, what, what advice, like, like the positivity is amazing, but is there something that you could tell them else that they could do right now to keep them positive, to keep them believing in, you know, a better future? Yeah. I mean, listen, meditation is so important and this is something that, you know, I've taken in the past year and a half, I've really taken it extremely serious as, as something I have to do in the morning and, 
And a lot of people get stressed with meditation because they think if they don't get it in the first week, they're not going to get it. And listen, I've been doing it every single day for a year and a half, and I still don't think I got it. But I do it because it's an honor to yourself. And you can get to know yourself for a second. You can get to know how much you chatter. You can get to know what you're saying to yourself because you're in your head. You're literally, that's the point. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it, when you can give yourself that morning ritual or afternoon ritual, it's just an important way to honor yourself. Mm. And, you know, finding groups and not being afraid to say that you're unhappy and not being afraid to contact people, whether it's a stranger, there's so many beautiful like Facebook groups and all of these things that, you know, some people are ashamed of feeling ashamed. And that is just, it's, it's, it's unfair because we're all in this together. You know, we're all connected. We're all reflections of one another, right? So you and I right now are a reflection of each other because that's, this is how the human, this is how we are. This is how it works. So I think that what I would say to people is to understand that we are so connected. And this is coming from me who don't, I don't even know them, but I'm connected to them and they're connected to me. And if they're watching this, this is as I'm saying they're supposed to hear, you know what I mean? Like that's how this whole thing works. And you know, sometimes when they're like, when, when, when you talk about something and then it like shows up on TV and you're like, Whoa, that's because you're supposed to be watching at that moment. Right. Like, or, you know, a book that you pass by, it's just to really let go and stop putting so much pressure on yourself. That's when like the true healing begins. Has there been a time that you can remember where you went through some pain and at the time you were like, Oh my God, like why me? You know, why, why am I oh, yeah. doing this? And then all of a sudden, like God showed you a way or however you want to describe it where you're like, okay, now it makes sense. Can you give us some insight on that? Yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, my father passed away when I was a junior in high school and he died suddenly um, of a drug overdose, to be honest. And I think at that age, I was so confused and I was already down a bad path. I was doing bad things. I mean, I spent the first three years just never went to school. I didn't really apply myself. I'm very smart, but I never used it. And I, I came from, you know, kind of a, a broken home. Mm. So, and then it wasn't until he died and I was so confused, but there was something in me. There was something that was like, I, I can't, I don't want to be that. I don't want this to happen to me. I don't want to hurt someone like I'm hurt right now by mm. making bad decisions and making bad choices. Right. And I think that these awful things that have happened to me and, and to a lot of these are like my aha moments like showing that life is crazy life is nuts and it'll just come and smack you in the head and you're like whoa what happened but that's just to prove like how powerful humans are and how powerful all of these things are so I think that yeah I mean I do tons of spiritual work I love working with healers I love plant medicine um, meditations, like all that stuff. So I get aha moments all the time. <laughs> so many crazy things have happened. Can you share with us maybe something that's happened for you this year, like a moment that's really memorable, something that maybe you haven't discussed or something funny, something fun that's happened for you in 2020 since COVID happened? I mean, basically all I've been doing I, with COVID and when it all started, I, I'm an artist. I have a studio. I, so I'm able to quarantine and still go to work. And so I really just try to kind of 
navigate in this whole thing without completely losing it and you know being stuck on online chatter and like getting involved and like losing friends because we have different opinions you know so i think i mean what this like what this has brought me is more of like a clarity of you know myself you know what all the noise that's around me you know so i've been able to kind of like center in and just be here and just go with the flow and like enjoy my home workouts and like love running outside. Like these things I never even thought I would like, I always was like against it. Now I'm like a runner <laughs> and it's amazing. Honestly, I'm a runner now too. Yeah. I have to get outside. Yeah. I'm a runner. I'm like, I'm like two miles a day. Like I'm doing great. I have the Nike app and it, it's, and, and these things, you know, I, and then there are things where I was like, I'm going to learn French and like that didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that you have big, big aspirations, but, um, yeah, I mean, nothing crazy for 2020. I mean, other than 2020, I, I think that, uh, it's taken the cake on that one. Yeah. Is there anything that you've got coming up that you want to promote anything at all that you want to tell the audience about, um, you know, feel free, like, let's talk about maybe the next six months and anything you've got coming up. So right now we're in the works for, uh, an art show. We're going to do an LA art show. Um, we really, I really want this show. I'm not going to say the title or anything, but I'll I'll tell you what it's about. It's about it's it's a really a show about healing and the the use of uh, healing and color and patterns, geometric shapes, frequencies, megahertz. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because sound can heal and colors can heal and um, visually, just kind of creating that atmosphere for people it'll be reservation only but it'll also be online streaming so Mm -hmm. that's what i want a virtual art show and just to have everyone have the experience and it's not about selling anything it's not about money this is just and like portion of the proceeds of course are going to go to i mean either feeding america or we haven't decided on the charity yet but it's really just about like bringing communities people all of you know my fans ufc together and just like just to be here for them to, you know, I'm working with a healer and gurus and just really going to create a powerful experience, both virtually and in person. Um, obviously depending on COVID, it'll be limited to how many, like a limit number to how many people can come at a time. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll do that in maybe like November, the end of the year. Nice. Is there a website? Yes. Where could people get more information like on the upcoming art show? So, um, I will always post through all my social media channels, uh, Brittany Palmer on Instagram and Brittany Palmer art, which is my art page. And by the way, just a note, anything else other than the blue check is me. <laughs> There's a lot of scammers out there. So if you start following me and you get a scammer and it doesn't have a blue check, it's not me. Um, and then Facebook, Brittany Palmer and, uh, my website, BrittanyPalmer.com. Perfect. And tonight you're going to be the ring girl at the UFC, correct? Yep. You got any? I'm excited. Do you got any like favorites tonight that you want to talk about? Anybody you think is going to win, lose? Uh, you know, I can't do that. I feel so bad. <laughs> I want, I do in my mind. I do. Just let it and out. I'll let you guys know. Huh? You got a favorite tonight? Uh, no, you can let us know. I mean, I really like Miocic, oh. and I also like Daniel Cormier. <laughs> it's hard because I I got to root for the whole thing. I'm like the cheerleader of the whole. Whole thing after the fight, um, I'll say that if I chose one, yeah, I don't really know how. Like, I don't ever really say a, a, my favorite. Okay, 
Okay. <laughs> Do you have a favorite UFC fighter? Like, if you were to pick one, who would it be? Ooh. Like, who would you go see if you could, like, watch a... Who, what would be the match that you would, like, be like, you know what, let's... I want to watch this match. What would it, who would it be? Oh, gosh. Uh, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep doing it. Just keep, keep them in there forever. <laughs> like, that is... I mean, both of them are just awesome fighters, and I love watching them. I love Anderson Silva. I've always been a huge Spider fan, so... Um, yeah. How did you like, tell us a little bit about how, how you became a UFC ring girl. Is there a story behind that? Uh, well, I grew up here in Las Vegas and I was a dancer. So I was with modeling agencies and I got an, I got a call for an audition to be the WEC ring girl. And I, the audition was at the Red Rock, no, Hard Rock Hotel in this little hotel room. We had to get in our outfit and I remember the card, like, that was too, we had to like cheat it because that's how small the room was. And like when our card was up, wow. but that was our audition. And, um, I've been, I was with WEC for three years or so. And then UFC and WEC merged and they brought me over. Nice. Nice. And that's it. That's yeah. okay. So you're out of, are you, you're out of LA now, right? Yeah. Yes. And how is, how is LA with like COVID and everything? Is it, is it, is it okay? Or if I'm from Vancouver, so. Oh, um, Vancouver, by the way, is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. I, yeah. I love it there. Um, I have a good friend, Bradley Friesen, who's a helicopter pilot out there. Okay. Uh, and we, we, he takes us up by Whistler, which is incredible. Anyway, um, LA is shut down. Uh, I think we're at back to one. It's yeah. I think it's pretty similar everywhere here, unfortunately. But like I said, I have my studio, so it's great. So I'm able to literally like, be home and then go somewhere. I'm not like stuck in the house. Tell us a little bit about like, you look great, you know, so give us some insight on your diet, your training, like give us a little bit of rundown on what that looks like. So I like to say that I'm a vega, vega pescatarian. <laughs> okay. Me too. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't eat meat. I'll eat fish uh, maybe once a week. It has to be very good fish. Um, because if not, I'll get all skeeved out, and then I won't eat fish, and then I'm really screwed. Yeah. And I try not to eat any dairy unless it's like, you know, I'm not really crazy about it. So, like, I don't ask 50 questions when someone's cooking dinner, and, you know, it happens to have milk or fish, or not fish, cheese or something. But I prefer, I don't ever order it for myself. I try to stay light on the carbs. Um, my new, you know, I like to run. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before COVID and everything, I was big, like soul cycle. I love spin class and boxing classes. I used to be a real big class girl, but, um, now I'm just online. It's insane. I mean, I think that I'm in the exact same shape that I am now, you know, from seven months ago when we were going to classes, you know, so whatever I'm doing and it's just, it's fun. So work out five days a week probably nice. and just watch my diet. Nice. And what would be like your favorite like go-to meal? Like if if you know, say you're on a date, what what could somebody bring you that you would be like, oh my god, this is amazing? Oh man, my favorite go-to meal. I mean, if we we're doing like splurge, yeah, uh, I would love. They have this great uh, vegan restaurant in um, in LA called Crossroads. I always talk about this restaurant because I love it. They have this truffle pasta, and it's just so good, and probably just a good. Party pasta, 
hopefully vegan and like a bottle of wine. Nice. Not just for me, like for two people. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on the show. Honestly, is great. And um, thank you again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs>